Hello, folks. Uticast episode number 16. I gotta tell you, I'm so glad you say the episode number at the beginning of the show and you've got your notebook with the episode number because I never remember exactly which episode I, it is. If I didn't check the episode beforehand, I would have forgotten. That's fair. Um, so 16, here we are. Sweet 16. Yeah, yes. Uh, guest this week, Mike Beck from the Utica Zoo. Here to talk about Indeed. the Utica Zoo and the hyena and the spooktacular and all sorts of good stuff. Uh, I had a friend of mine who sent me a message on Twitter today, and he said, I can't wait for tomorrow's episode of the Uticast, so I'm going to go back and listen to the old ones. Mm -hmm. So uh, that made me feel real good. So I hope we can go on continuing to make you look forward to Tuesday, because Lord knows I normally don't look forward to Tuesday. Since since I've started this new job, Tuesdays have tended to be my day off so far. And so I'm I'm all about Tuesdays recently. (laughs) Tuesdays have been great for me. All right, folks, episode 16, we're here, we're back. It's good to have you with us. good to see you i feel like i don't see you much now with us working these new jobs together we spend, it's it's true less yeah, time less time uh got a lot of stuff to get to in the show today uh but i want to start off with something that was sent to me today on twitter uh this is one of our listeners ryan is sweet <laughs> on twitter great twitter handle that's true uh ryan uh reached out and asked to know what other podcasts they should be listening to the viewers should be listening to, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> he followed up with, "I don't know if that's like a negative advertising for you guys." And I say, "No, no, we're once a week trash time. There's plenty of other podcasts yeah. that do a better work." Than uh, we listen, the reason that we even started doing this podcast, the reason that I came to the idea, is because I love podcasting. So I've come up with a short list for people. If you're interested in further expanding your podcast listening, it's just real quick. Uh, number one, and the one I feel like it's most important to start with is the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. This is one of the most popular podcasts. I knew that was going to be your first yeah, call. Yeah. One of the most popular podcasts on iTunes, uh, constantly in the top ten. Mark Marin is, uh, for those of you who don't know him, one of the most interesting, captivating interviewers in America right now. Yeah. Uh, he started his career years ago as a stand-up comedian and spent a long time failing, and that uh, that ties into the show a lot. Excellent interviews. I suggest going back and listening to his interview with Patrick Stewart from last week, which was unreal good. He also did a great interview with uh, Barack Obama, right? Yes, he did. He was one of the first podcast people to get Barack Obama, which was awesome. Uh, And you'll hear if you listen to enough Marin, you'll catch a lot of Marin in my delivery. Uh, A couple other ones I think are uh, worth listening to. Uh, Bill Simmons has a new podcast Uh again. I know people dislike Simmons, kind of not me. I love I've Simmons. been a Simmons Mark for a long time. Uh, yeah, his new podcast is back. It is currently number two in the country Crazy. Uh, on iTunes. Crazy. Uh, but again, you know, I was a big serial podcast guy. Serial podcast from NPR was awesome. Uh, this American Life. For all you soccer fans, men and blazers. Uh, but if you want something that's a little more like us, I suggest the Dinner for Dessert podcast. We talk about them occasionally on the show. Yes, our friends Eric and Chris and Mike Jones coming out of Long Beach, New York. The Dinner for Dessert is a wonderfully entertaining podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you like what we do, that's probably the closest thing to up your alley that you're probably going to find yeah, on the list we just gave you. They're very, they're very, very good. Yeah, uh, And that's a good way to start. Um, I also enjoy most of Grantland's work. True. Uh, they do lots of good pop culture and sports. True. Uh, but yeah, that's a good place to start, I think, for all you people who are... Excited about the concept of more podcasts. Indeed. So, uh, Kevin, I was on, I was at my mom's house this week. Yeah. I stopped to see my mom, and she said to me, oh, Kevin got a new job. And I said, he did. How did you know that? And she said, I saw it on Facebook. So I went to Facebook, and I looked at said Job listing that you have on Facebook. Yes. You got like 160 likes on it. So many likes. So <laughs> Here's my thing. I, I put that up just, just to make it like current so like people from my new job can like find me and stuff. Just, you know, for to, to make it current. Yeah, as, sure. As you do. 
I didn't, I wasn't really fully under the realization that that was a likable thing. <laughs> and so, like, all of a sudden, my <laughs> phone is buzzing every two seconds with, like, this uh, obscure person, this obscure person, this lovely person all like your life event. And I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing. And then I got up to 160-something likes. And I'm like, Jesus, you know, I can't tell if all these people are really happy for me in this fun new chapter of my life. Or all these people thought I was doing so poorly before <laughs> that they're like, holy shit, he's got something happening. Well, it's funny because my mom's like, why don't you put your new job up there? Well, okay, well, first off, let's talk about something for a second. My job, which I've already once in the last few weeks accidentally mentioned the real name of. Yes. Uh, my job is very confidential, confidential, confidentiality heavy. True. I would prefer, you deal with yeah. You deal with like personal accounts, yeah, and monies, and yeah. things. So my job is a social job. Yeah. it's a social job at a large local company. Like, it's a, it's a highly social job for you. It's not quite the same. No, but also if I post my job on Facebook, I don't exactly know what kind of response to expect. It's been a very long time since I've updated my Facebook, and now it just seems like I'm copying you. If I and know, and now that I, if I've since I've set the show benchmark at 160 some odd likes. Better get those social media brownie points up, mm. because I will not let you forget it. You don't get more likes than me. That's very true. <laughs> um, no, it was crazy. I really, it was, it was nice to see everybody kind of reaching out and doing this and that. But I didn't know that it was a thing that people could like, so I was very surprised to see it. Mm. Um, uh, before we get into these segments, uh, it's getting toward that time of the year. It is almost Halloween. I'm seeing Halloween decorations everywhere. True. Uh, we're not going to hit Halloween too heavy this week. It's a little early for my personal taste. Outside of Mike talking about the spooktacular for the interview, we're really not going to push too much about Halloween. As an October birthday and a big mark for Halloween, I push Halloween starting like middle of August. Middle of August. <laughs> middle of August, I got pumpkins. Um, but for folks uh, who are interested in hearing us do some Halloween stuff, we're going to start doing more Halloween stuff next week and the week after. So, for you Uticast listeners, I am looking for some potential... Well, A, some potential underrated horror movies. I want to hear it from you folks out there. What horror movies should I be watching for the rest of the month? And number two, I'd like to hear about some good haunted houses and haunted hayrides that will be happening the next couple weeks because this is prime territory. So, yeah, so for all these things, I mean, again, send it to Uticast at Gmail. And so, like, when we tweet out, like, oh, send us mailbag questions, I appreciate that you favored it. I appreciate that you retweet it. But I would take neither of those if you would just send a message instead. And I see who you people are with the favorites, dropping stars all over, retweeting left and right. I don't see you people sliding into the inbox on the Gmail account. Slide on in. Slide in. Uh, so I'm going to start you guys off with one um, one that I really, really like. This is a haunted hayride and a haunted house in uh, Vernon, Verona, Cheryl. This will be going on this weekend. October 15th is the but first which weekend of the three? for it. Huh? Is it in Vernon? Is it in Verona? Or is it in Cheryl? <laughs> it is in Verona. It is on Town Line Road in uh, in Vernon between State Route 26 and State Route 31. Like you sure. Take, like you're going toward the casino. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. It is when I was uh, when I was younger. I was living in Utica. I would go to this every year, mm-hmm. every single year. So you're going to tell us what it is, or just hype up State Routes? Oh, oh no! It is. Uh, I don't know if they have a name for it. They're calling it the Haunted Hayride and the Creepy Cabin. But what it is is a 20-minute hayride through a scenic woods with various uh, scenes set up that you stop at throughout the event. Mm-hmm. There is a flaming dragon, a chainsaw house, a black hole, a graveyard, and a fog bog, which I don't know what that is. It's a bog full of fog. I would imagine. And then there's also an excellent haunted house. This is my official start to Halloween. Uticast listeners. October 15th is your October start? October 15th. On Friday night, I'm going. Anyone who would like to join me, reach out to us at Uticast. That's true. We will take a Uticast group right out there. Uticast group out. to go haunt. All I'm saying ride. is if you have a creepy cabin, it better be an awful lot like Evil Dead or I'm not really into it. Oh, we should watch that later. We should watch Evil Dead daily. Um, I was going to keep going, but I think that's Aaron Higgins. He, well, you know what? We get Aaron Higgins is finally back. Uh, she's back on the show. And if I know anything about Aaron Higgins, I know she's going to make every single segment for the rest of the show run very long. So let's wrap it. Let's bring Higgins yeah, in here and let's see sure. what she's got to say that she's been saving up in her couple weeks on vacation from the show. I'm sure it's all class. We'll be right back in just a moment.
been a long day. Erin Higgins, you're here. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. You're alive. I've survived the winter of 86. <laughs> it's 2015 that just turned what? fall. What? That's <laughs> well, how long I've been asleep? I can't, I gotta tell you, I've had strep a couple times, and oh. it's, it's punishment. It's, it was like the devil licked the back of my throat for a couple of hours there. <laughs> That's I thought, casual weekend. Just casual, <laughs> very casual weekend at Aaron's house. <laughs> Oh man! It was brutal. Um, it was really bad. I I haven't been that sick in a really long time. So I'm I'm happy to be back. And it's been I've been gone for two whole weeks. You guys have been on an errand free vacation. Which I, know, is, I think it's I think it's actually been three. No, this is the second week. Believe me, I know. I've been keeping track. <laughs> you keeping track? Oh, it's odd because generally I feel like you don't listen to the show even though you're on it sometimes. <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> I remember the time Aaron texted me not too long ago. She's like, "How come I wasn't on the first segment?" I'm like. <laughs> Aaron, it's episode 14. You've never been in the first episode. I was like, like, oh. Oh, because I always listen. Uh, no, you know what? I just, you, you guys broke it up weird. So I got confused. I thought I got bumped. And I was like nervous that you guys were kicking me out slowly but surely. All right. Today, uh, we all worked today, did we not? No, I didn't. You didn't work today. Which is oh. why I'm going to argue for this uh, pro. See, I had to work today. Mm-hmm. And you also had to work today. I did. Kevin. I did. Today is a national holiday. Yeah, I'm a teacher. We get those off. It's Columbus Day. Cheers. Um, and... I want to thank uh, our good friend of the podcast, uh, Katie Riley, for bringing this article up to us today. Catherine! Yeah, she brought a Gawker article up about Columbus Day uh, and how it is a scam. I feel like I've seen that article on every website that exists. Every today. year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, just, oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah today year. I saw one, too. Yeah, but it was Every, every year, but yeah, no. It's... This is the point that I wanted to get across, though. Uh, this has been, when we were kids, maybe you guys will remember this, Nickelodeon used to have like a, a middle afternoon TV show mm-hmm. with Stick Stickly. You guys remember Stick Stickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, how could I forget Stick Stickly? Yeah, he was he the would travel. Yeah, he was a good guy. I like Stick Stickly. Uh, but travel. during that era... Friend of the show, Stick Stickly. Friend of the show, Stick Stickly. <laughs> uh, during that era, Nickelodeon would always do these weird little like... Uh, like Vignettes. Yeah, thing of the day, like special yeah. fact of the day. Yeah. And I remember as a kid watching that one day, and they said, today is Leif Erikson Day. And I said, who's Leif Erikson? And they talked about how Leif Erikson discovered America before Columbus did. Yeah. And even as a kid, I said, well, that's weird. How come Leif Erikson doesn't have a day? Fast forward 15 years later, or whatever it is, and uh, I feel like we have a national holiday that is a total scam. Right? I mean, I feel like we have we probably have a couple that are total scams. Here's my thing. I understand all the arguments against Columbus Day. Columbus is not who they say he is. And nobody even really says that anymore, to be fair. But you got to keep giving people the day off. Yeah, you do. Like, you can sure. change the name to whatever. I mean, Happy Leaf Erickson If we want to start telling the truth about all the history, we can tell the truth about all the history. Mm. And not just the convenient ones, like Columbus Day. But, I mean, that, you know, that's fine. That's a you, you much deeper to, thing than... That's that's yeah. a, that's a whole other episode, but like, just keep giving people the day off. I don't care what you call it. Columbus should not have a day. I agree, but the people still need the day off. It's been right. too long. Well, because I remember being in school, being in like high school, grade school. You need that Monday in October. <laughs> well, here's the you thing. Speaking it. from experience, being an educator myself, I don't know if you guys knew that, but <laughs> I work in the system. System. The system. The Great school, teaching. The school system. And uh, the months, the way they look at months, uh, they do long weekends in the month of October and March because those are notoriously the long months. There yeah. are no weeks. There's no holidays. So they give you this Columbus Day, hereby known as Leif Erikson Day, uh, and there's like a long weekend in March that I think is just deemed something, like an, a, a Christian holiday, I do believe, is attached mm-hmm. to it. So a Friday, a good Friday, or one of those. Sure. So... Um, that's technically why it's done. You're 100% correct. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of articles today where there are a lot of people celebrating calling it Indigenous Americans Day. Whoa. As opposed to Columbus Day today, right? Um, I don't have a problem with that so much. It doesn't That's bother fine. me. Uh, Do you? Here's my thing, though. Instead of just uh, changing the meaning, couldn't we do, like... Explorers Day and celebrate all the other people who found crazy stuff like Magellan or uh, Don't you think it's a little weird we're not we don't talk about these people as much as we talk about Christopher Columbus? I mean honestly no, don't you think sense, it's a little, but, but here think about it though when you when you look at the explorers and you look at the people that for instance the first people that come to mind obviously are, are Lewis and Clark and, and you talk about Sacagawea and all these people uh-huh. I mean that was so big for American history. And, right. And well, I think, you know, I, I, one of the, the big knocks that people give on Columbus Day, and they are right, and one of the big knocks on all of anybody who, quote-unquote, 
discovered America. The big knock is there was a huge killing off of the Indian population. They were treated horribly, and their, the old trail their of stuff tears. was stolen. But, like, by the same token, I see a lot of these articles, and I feel like a lot of the times these people are saying this stuff. They make the argument because it's easy and convenient because it happened 600 years of course, ago. Of course, These people are like, you know, we need to recognize this, and we need to stand up for the genocide for 600 years ago. There's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I don't see anybody fighting for, you know... War women's rights in Afghanistan and Iraq and the Middle East. I don't see people fighting for tough causes mm-hmm. that you actually have to work right. for. It's yes. a nice thing for people to get on their high horse and tweet about and be like, you know, what happened 600 years ago is messed up and pat themselves on the back for, you know, PC points. But like. Well, right. The implication is that this is sort of low hanging fruit. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. But here's, okay, here's my argument, though, right? All right. So I think there is a certain amount of politically correct. Overcorrection here. Oh, 100%. right. And this is and this is something we talk we talk a lot about Donald Trump and how we don't like him yes. on the show. We constantly bring it up. One of the reasons I think that Trump is still in the lead as a Republican is that Trump is an answer to the PC world we live in now, where everyone is overly politically correct to a certain extent, yeah. and Trump uh, still. Uh, he still reaches a certain aspect what? of people who don't who to, aren't ex- to accept this PC world we live in. To an extent. Right? To an extent, yes. I agree with you. So don't you think that this sudden... I feel like today I saw more negative Columbus It's articles. been more every year for the past five years since social media brownie points have become more important to people in general. So is this You've Columbus... Seen more over the past bunch of so years. So is this backlash against Columbus just a PC overcorrection, I guess, yes. is my question. I wouldn't say PC... Like you said, low-hanging fruit. It's a nice thing for BuzzFeed to put out articles about and make themselves feel like they matter and they're doing something should we recognize the indigenous people that we've been screwing over for 400 years yeah totally i'm all about it those people have gotten the short end of the stick you know was that all horrible yes but by the same token people are taking up this cause like it's a problem that's happening to people today when it's only so much really you know what i mean i feel like it is low-hanging fruit we could be turning our efforts Let's let's sure. rename the day. Let's let's name it any day, any day that you want. I'm gonna doesn't call matter. it Lee Barrickson Day from here on out. That's fine. Um, I mean, I just feel. I'm right. gonna call it Monday because I have a job that doesn't give it off to me. Because I don't. Very I'm gonna call it Three Day Weekend that I don't have to go to work there on you Monday. Go. See, that's my holiday. Fair enough. Uh, I saw a picture on Instagram today that uh, was it of Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's pregnancy announcement. No. No. I don't know what picture he saw, but listen, I know it was I just, definitely listen, not. Listen, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Chrissy uh, Teigen and John Legend. Uh, my my two best friends in the history of best friendships uh, is, you know, Sarah and Katie. And we just had, like, a moment at the bar where we felt like those were our actual friends that were getting pregnant. And we're so in love with those two, so. Yeah, throw Chrissy Teigen on the over I'll tell you what I think. I love Chrissy yeah, Teigen. I'm what sorry, did... continue. I just had to give that out for the girls. John Legend's underrated. What did you see John Legend's amazing. Oh, well, the picture I saw on Instagram, and I, uh, we have a statue of Christopher Columbus in Utica. Yeah. It's on the, uh, I guess, school. Mohawk and Pleasant, I guess is considered. Yeah, sure. Somebody posted, somebody put a sign in between Columbus's legs today that says, Killer, and took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram. Right? Somebody had like, that kind of time on I'm all about somebody that. Had that kind so of wait a minute. So what you're telling me is that person had the day off on Columbus Day and chose, and to, chose take, to take that photo yeah. on their day off. For Columbus Day. I kind of like it. I love I love when people do <laughs> stuff. Anytime people are putting up weird signs, any, anything like that, I'm, whether I support your cause or not, I'm, I'm into it. You want to put up weird signs, you want to put up funny stuff, you want to put interesting things out there, you want to draw on buildings, whatever you want to do, I like all of it. So that's fine by me. I see, I see Sam's desperately thumbing through Howard's like, of people's history like and reading. looking for his relevant no, no. Look, I, no, I, We're trying to get a podcast down here. There's look, a mess I, game on. Like, no you're reading. No I, tried reading. Really, I tried really hard to not... I'm not trying to just crush this whole holiday because I'm Italian and Italians, unfortunately, I actually, treat Columbus like a I, god I, I for a, no I read, reason. I read a really interesting article. You know, uh, Derek Scarlino on his uh, Love and Rage blog. Yes. Yes. Incredible articles all Great the time. Stuff. And he's a local Utica Italian. He wrote an article about how, you know, the Italians have adopted Columbus and it's a problem about, yeah, like, local Italians. And it was like, as always, he hit it out of the park. It was a great, well-researched, well-written article. So people should check that out as well. He's as the guy who posted that picture. There, he's, he's the guy who posted the picture. There so you go. Yeah, boy. Yeah. There you go. Boy. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with this real quick. This is a quote from Columbus that he wrote. Himself. Himself. Okay. The Indians, Columbus reported, are so naive and so free with their possessions that no one who had witnessed them would believe it. When you ask for something they have, they never say no. To the contrary, they offer to share with anyone. Wow. So yeah. 
Just think about that for a second. Maybe we should be celebrating them more. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Wouldn't be the worst idea. That was from Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. Good book for you folks out there who likes to read. So, that's enough uh, getting the Italians uh, angry at us, I guess. And the teachers. And I, the could, teachers. I could do that all show. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> uh, true. So let's move on to something a little bit more personal for, for us, because we are all... You know, your birthday's coming up, Kevin. Rapidly it approaching. Is. You are going to turn the big 3-0. I do it's think coming this up will so be, soon. This is the last podcast that will come out while I'm in my 20s. Oh, oh that is true. Hey, wonderful. Great. Uh, and Aaron, you Aaron just wants somebody to join her in the desolate wasteland that is 30. <laughs> and Aaron is notoriously 30. I don't know so. if you guys read the article in the newspaper <laughs> or not. Uh, so go ahead. And I'll be 30 on January, in January, very beginning of January. Yeah, okay, youngin. Okay, so this is a study that I read today in Time Magazine. Math says that it has the perfect age to get married, okay? A new study suggests that people should get married between the ages of 28 and 32 if they don't want to get divorced at least in the first five years. Um, Or you can marry the right person for the right reasons and not worry about it. That's a good point, too. 28 and 32, huh? Well, I better hustle up. uh, This study was done by Nick Wolfinger, a sociologist at the University of Utah. Had it with that guy. Yeah. Utah. And this was, he found a sort of upside-down bell curve. Uh, This is what it says in the article. The quote, the odds of divorce decline as you age from your teenage years through your late 20s and early 30s. Thereafter, the chances of divorce go up again as you move into your late 30s and early 40s. Yikes. Uh, For each year after about 32, the chances of divorce go up about 5%. Oh. Okay? So, that's what... I'm trying to put together why exactly this makes any... It does seem to make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Here's the thing. So, you know, I think that if you were to look back in your... your 20, to your 20s, okay? And I know that I can say this about myself. It's tough for me to look back to my 20s when I'm still in my 20s. Well, no, no. That's probably the last one I get, so let me take it. That's it. it. Take it now. (laughs) Enjoy your moment. But I'm saying, like, your early 20s through 28. We're all all over the age of 28. So let's look back from 20 to 28. I don't think there's a solid time in my life where I would have been like, hey, you know what? I'm marriage material. I'm marriage material. (laughs) I really got my shit together, and I can do this. I can do this. I can be an adult, and I can be married. I don't think that there's a time... In that, that's a long enough period of time, other than a fleeting moment of you know a six month period where I was like on point, and then now as we age, we're like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. You're you're starting to feel like maybe you have a career or or an idea of what you want a career I, to be. I, th- I think you're, you're right more about focused. that. And I think I think there's more and more people nowadays taking a quote unquote untraditional route through their life. Yes, it's no longer like you know. It, it's it's much more rare to see people now who graduate high school when they're 18, go to college for four years right away, graduate when they're 20, start a job, get married at 24, and then they're just done. Like, I know myself, and, you know, 25, most of us, the three of us have taken semi-untraditional lifestyles and different paths to yeah. life to the point, like, when I was 24, I thought I might have moved back home when I was 24. Like, I, I certainly couldn't have taken care of, like, a wife and a family. I had no oh. idea what a career was. I can really take care of myself. I'm not now. even positive right. if my job today is a career. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, exactly. I think if you go from the other side of that argument, think about the people you were with from 18 through the age you are now. Yes. Is there one... Is there one person between all three of us that any of us could be like, I think I could have married that person. Sorry, I can't think of one I'm that thinking, I would have I'm thinking back in my dating history. Like, nope. No. Like, my, like, you know, not to go too behind the curtain, my last girlfriend in New York was as close as I ever got to thinking I could probably marry this person. And yeah, even, yeah, and even that, I remember I talking to you, and part of it, you were like, well, I'm at this age, I'm dating this girl, it's been this time. I can say that there is one person. I will not name that person. I will tell you that neither of you two people know that person, but there was one person in my age where I could have seen it. I could have seen that happening. And it was a person who didn't work out. The timing wasn't there, you know, and if they were to come back around, we'd have a conversation maybe, but there was one person that was a hell of an outlier between all the rest of the girls I've talked to in the last 10 years. I think that that's also, we're speaking from an experience of looking back. Yeah, for sure. And knowing because what we know now. Yeah. Specifically, the reason things didn't work out with that girl is because I didn't realize what was on my hands at that time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, wow, I screwed up. See, I'm going the other way. I'm like, wow, I really, when I was 22 and I was, you know, head over heels for whatever, 
you know, man bun came my way, and, and you're, you're having that conversation. Early in on the man bun. Early, sorry. <laughs> you know, you're having that conversation. You're like, oh, I can love this person forever. And then now you're like, looking back, you're like, what was oh, I? God. Oh, my God. I'm surprised I lasted a week and a half. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, more the aspect that I come from. That is true. And in hindsight, there's nobody that I can think of that I would no, have married. No, way. Uh, oh, but God. in foresight, I can think of a couple people I'd marry. I, Just I, saying. In you mean people like... Prospects? Did prospects. You have prospects in your future? I have one prospect. We'll yeah, once we get off the air, we're going to talk. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> wow. Spoiler so, alert, it's Aaron. He wants <laughs> to hear Aaron. We're going to have an engagement here live on the Uticast in the next segment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got that rock in the back. I'll show it to He's her. He's got a twist oh, tie ring. Aw, hey. oh, that'd be so cute. It'd be adorable. It'd be so, oh, oh look at my, my, my beer can holding my hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, Six-pack ring. <laughs> We have a uh, we have a guest this week. Uh, he is from the Utica Zoo. Oh our my good god! Friend, our good friend the Mike. Utica Back. Zoo. Do I love zoo. the Utica Zoo? Yeah, I uh, absolutely love it. And, and, Mike, here, and Mike back. Is he bringing any animals to the studio? I was hoping he was bringing that hyena. But god did. damn it! I know. Can we maybe consider talking to Mike Beck in the future and asking if we can do an on-site podcast with some animals? One hundred percent. I will see. And what we'll I do can like do. we'll do a live shot. We'll do a live feed. Of I'll us do with anything animals. for the animals. I would oh, love yeah. to get my hands on some of those. Well, Mike was here. Squeeze those little hyenas. Mike was here to come talk about the spooktacular and we had a nice conversation Love so uh here is me and mike discussing the utica zoo the spooktacular and what's in store for the future It's important to to talk briefly about my connection to a spooktacular before we get too headlong into it. Um, and we have Mike Beck here from the Utica Zoo. Um, thank you very much, Mike, for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, man. We go we go back far enough. I've known you for a long time. Yeah, it's been a few years. Uh, I didn't even know you were working at the zoo until you came <laughs> up to this. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Mike Beck's here. Um, but I'll tell you a funny story about the spooktacular. I uh, I don't know if this still happens, but I went to Proctor High School mm-hmm. and. When I was in, I want to say it was economics, or uh, it was a social studies class, and you were forced to do community service as part of the class. So one of the community service products that I did is I went and worked the spooktacular in the haunted house as part of my public service. I didn't get paid for it, um, obviously. And I had, I played Freddy Krueger in the haunted house uh, and this was the year, this, I don't remember what year it was, but they had built the haunted house that year out of trailers from like truck trailers. And I got to be Freddy Krueger and I made a lot of small children cry <laughs> and I got yelled at by a lot of parents. Um, so uh, that was about as much fun as I've ever had at the Utica Zoo, which maybe is why I'm so positive about the spooktacular in general. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's the point of uh, spooktacular is to... To come out and uh, get scared. So, I mean, we, we still keep it family friendly, but uh, <laughs> if you want to get scared, you can too. You know? <laughs> well, I think that was the thing. You know, a lot of people were, uh, I think a lot of parents were not prepared for the haunted house to be scary. Because I think, I don't know if this is how it always works, and you'll, you'll know better than me. That year specifically, the haunted house was marketed as this is scary. Like, if you want to do something with the kids, right. take the hayride. But the haunted house is legit. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people believe them. <laughs> I think people are like, nah, no big deal. Yeah, we still, I mean, we still do the Haunted Hayride. Um, we haven't done the Haunted Hall for a couple of years. Yeah. Because um, we, we want to do it right. So the scariest part of the night is the Haunted Hayride. Yeah. And this year we have a zombie apocalypse theme. Oh, I'm so. into that. <laughs> everybody's in you know zombies are huge now so but you know if if there's someone that's really little that jumps on it and they say hey don't scare them too much yeah. we do have radios and stuff to say sure you know, uh you know keep it keep it keep it down for this one but well it's true though because it's a, it's a strange thing especially when you have events that do uh halloween stuff because you do want to toe that line you want to appeal to everybody but people come out to Halloween to be scared, so it's a fine. It's a it's a weird we, line. I you know, and I ride the the haunted hayride a couple times just to kind of check yeah. quality check it, and, and for our volunteers and our actors. And you know, we had kids crying last year, but then we also had people that said this isn't scary at all. So it's it's all a, a different level for everybody. And and we and the Utica Zoo reaches a, a large number of people in, in different age groups. So well, let me hit a couple things about you particularly, Mike Beck. Uh, you 
run the social media for Twitter, at least. It's true. Yeah, I do yeah, yeah. all the communications. For how the did zoo. you? How did? Because I didn't know you as like working at the zoo when I left. How did you find your way into the zoo from where um, I knew you? You were doing like blogging. When I yeah, met you. I, I was doing a lot of uh, fun entre- entrepreneurial stuff before, um, but I had my degree in marketing and okay. uh, the job opened up, uh, and I and I went for it and mm-hmm. and kind of told them uh, the changes that I wanted to do uh, for the zoo, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I got it. <laughs> About a year ago, um, it's been a, it's been a year now. So um, I don't think I'm speaking out of uh, out of school here when I say that when again it's very common on the show. I talk about the fact that I left and came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Utica Zoo in I guess uh, post 2005 it was always I don't want to call it a joke because that's not what I mean. But people had a sort of a negative. Uh, view of the zoo. It seemed like a very small zoo, and uh, the tigers were gone, yeah. and it was different. I went to the zoo uh, with my girlfriend from New York a couple years ago when she came in to visit it. And I was blown away at the difference in the zoo now. Do yeah. you feel it like when you're there? Like, Well, I'm, I mean, I'm there day to day. But mm-hmm. when I get the people that haven't been in a year or two mm-hmm. or five and they come in and they're like, oh, my God, you know, I, I can't believe what you guys have done over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've only been there. A year, and I and I see the changes every day. But mm-hmm. but when you when you're not there for for a while, it's uh it's pretty cool to hear that, and it yeah. it makes us feel really good about what we're doing because uh, we have a small team there at the zoo. So well, I think that's that's an interesting part about the Utica Zoo, right? Uh, as a kid, I used to love to go to the Burnett Park Zoo, or I don't know what it's called anymore, the Roseland yeah, yeah Roseland Gifford Zoo, yeah, on six. Um, and that zoo is huge. It's a massive zoo. But I think actually the aesthetics of the Utica Zoo being a small personal zoo sort of now play into its appeal. It does feel very local and very personal to the people in this city. Right. Right. And I think that's an interesting an interesting example. Like you guys have a bosses in the zoo. Like that's a <laughs> yeah. very particular yeah. Utica thing or uh, upstate New York thing, if you will. And I imagine they do great business, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know that we have bosses at the zoo. It, they run uh, from spring to fall, so they'll be ending soon. Actually, spectacular is the last event that they right. do. Um, but you know you can get the same favorites there. Like I, I have, uh, I get homemade pistachio ice cream, like a pistachio yeah. milkshake. So like, I mean, it's crazy, and they give me a discount. So it's like, best, right? it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we'll see. That's it's a good point you bring that up. So Voss's is done after the spectacular, right. but the zoo itself is not necessarily closed for the winter. Not at all. Yeah. Um, we're open three hundred and sixty three days a year. We only close on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Excellent. So a lot of people don't know that. Like you know, I, I, my joke. I I guess is that the animals don't take a day off so so we so we don't either you know and even when we're closed on christmas and thanksgiving there's still zookeepers there so you know they 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 have to be you know fed and taken care of so um yeah we do we do snowshoeing uh that's really cool by the way yeah i've I've never done that before but i'm really into that's a really interesting concept because i think about it sometimes you know you go to zoos down south they're open all year because they have that kind of Mm -hmm. weather thing the fact that you can take advantage of the weather in the area to do something interesting, right. that's a really smart move, I feel like. The, and the other thing is, like, people are like, do your, do your animals stay out? We only have about five or six species that go inside mm-hmm. during the winter because we try to get species that can be out mm-hmm. all year round. So, um, you know, you'll see the lions playing in the snow, and they've, they've even uh, learned how to make snowballs because they're just big cats, and they'll be hitting their <laughs> own snowballs, so... Yeah, we're we're definitely open all year round. <laughs> uh, this is a question I'm just personally curious about. Uh, I went to the zoo for the benefit you guys did um, a couple months ago. It was a superhero benefit for a, a cancer benefit you guys did there. Uh, I went to stop during the benefit. I stopped over to see the hyena feeding. Um, now, I can't imagine, and this, I'm asking you personally, mm-hmm. you don't have any, like, zoological schooling, do you? Like, No, me, I don't. I don't yeah. have any zoo background, so my, my background is just in marketing. But uh, all of our zookeepers yeah. have um, bachelor's degrees. Uh, it's a minimum bachelor's degree and two years' yeah. experience to work at the Utica Zoo. Okay, I was curious about, like, how, what it takes to work with yeah, animals in that it's concept. A it's a pretty serious edu- <laughs> education um, requirements to be yeah. uh, to work at the zoo and i don't think a lot of people know that and some of our zookeepers have uh, mm. bachelor, uh master's degrees also really? 
Uh, you guys are nonprofit, yes? Yes, 100%. Uh, so you get funded from the city then, more often? Uh, we don't get any funding from the city of Utica. We used to. Um, yeah. We do get a big chunk of our budget from uh, Oneida County, so cool. we're very, cool. very thankful for that. And because of that, we, we do a couple of free days to give back yeah. to the county mm-hmm. and, you know, our thanks uh, for their support. Yeah, well, that's good. It, it, honestly, though, I, the, every time I go to the zoo now, I'm always impressed by how it looks and the way it's been set up. And I thought the hyena was the, the new hyena is excellent. I could watch it all day. Um, the only thing I wonder sometimes is, theoretically, I guess... Could the zoo possibly expand to something larger? Like how much land do you guys yeah, actually have um, up there? We we're only using about half of our land right, right now. That's so because that's what I'd always uh, heard that you actually have like twice as much land as what's available to you. Right. Um, and, and believe it or not, we're actually in a master plan uh, year. Yeah. Uh, where we haven't done one since two thousand, I think. Hmm. And uh, roughly, we use about forty acres, and I believe we have eighty acres mm-hmm. where. A lot of zoos are landlocked right now, but yeah. we, we have the potential, you know, if, if somebody wants to come to us uh, with a donation, we, we have the ability to expand and, and uh, you know, bring in some uh, new animals and new exhibits. So, Well, I did see, this is a little bit uh, not, not quite as, uh, maybe as pressing, but I did see you finally fix the, uh, the driveway up the, oh. <laughs> up the parkway. It's not... Uh, well, it's uh, that's actually owned by the city of Utica. Yeah. So, well, good work, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very <laughs> much great. to um, all the people I know. Um, there was a, a bunch of people involved in that because uh, it hasn't been paved since uh, 1976, believe it or not. It so, looks totally different. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. so they they own that part of 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 it. So we even if we had the money, we couldn't have done it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you, city of Utica. Uh, so. Before we get too much into this spectacular, I want you to can you walk me through like a day in the life of what it's like for you over there? I know it's a weird um, question, I know, but like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's tough to answer because um, I can kind of tell you what I'm in charge of mm. um, from the communication standpoint. Um, I, I do, you know, the the stuff that you see a lot of is the social media, well, sure, Facebook, Twitter, very active on social media. You do uh, that, thanks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, run the website uticazoo.org. Um, oh wow! A- and you know, anything from press re- press releases mm-hmm. to inviting the media, uh, you know, co- coordinating press conferences. Um, I also do the graphic design, so any of the brochures that you see. God. And uh, photography, so it's stressful. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I mean, I, I have the ability to to be. It's it's kind of your, you know, it's in, in control of all different pieces. So sure. uh, everything that goes out is is kind of like my my theme now. So, um, um, well, I do want to say, you know, you guys do a lot of events throughout the year. You do the one in the wilderness. Uh, you do. There's another one. I'm, I'm Brewfest. Brewfest. That's what I'm thinking That's of. That's the big one. Um, Oh, so you think, I would say Brewfest is probably the biggest event you do then per year. Uh, Brewfest is our number one uh, fundraiser. Sure. Uh, Wine and Wilderness is number two, and Spooktacular is actually number three. So. That's interesting to me, because for me, maybe it's because of the generation that I'm in, the Spooktacular was always the one. Like, I always, even as a little kid, yeah. like, that's the one that I was the most excited for. Spooktacular, in general, is one of the most exciting things for me personally about the Utica Zoo. I always enjoy it. Maybe that's because I'm a Halloween mark. I'm like a huge <laughs> Halloween guy. But um, uh, do you But do you guys feel like the excitement coming up for it, like at the work, like you uh, already start to think about it, or know, is it too stressful? Well, the, the thing is, you know, the, there's never really a down day at the zoo. So, like, you'll you'll finish an event, and you're already working on the next one. So, yeah. and, and the other thing is, you know, I have to invite people to the zoo on, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So there's things going on every day, whether it's educational programs, sure. whether it's people just coming in, you know, t- to learn about the animals. Um, so I have the day-to-day and then also the, the major events. So <laughs> it's, always, it's always busy. There's always something to do for sure. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on and talk about the zoo. But before I let you go, I do want to talk about something else you do. Uh you are a pretty notorious Utica Comets fan <laughs> yeah. in the in the audience. You wear the ref gear. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how um, this started? <laughs> all right. So this was uh, actually the inaugural season of the Comets. Yeah. Uh, we, we got the idea from um, – I, I saw 
some people dress up at an MLB game as yeah. the umpires behind <laughs> so home good. plate. And I thought so it was funny. the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. And I think that they actually did it recently, oh, too. Man. So um, it was like one of the last games of the inaugural season. And uh, and I was like, we got to dress up. And, and we did it. And That's so funny. And uh, we, we got in the Jumbotron like seven times that night. <laughs> And it's just hilarious. It's something really, you know, really fun um, to, to do. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go too far off in the comments yeah. or anything, but I think that's one of the interesting things about the comments necessarily is the the home crowd between like you guys dressing up as the refs and the infamous Utica Green men who yeah. are always there. Like it's yeah. it's got to be tough. For there's to um, there's you know people the the crowd themselves they're getting their voice uh, and some of the old Utica Devils fans like oh, yeah. uh, the Chicken Man he's he still uh, he still comes to the games. I still have memories of the Utica <laughs> Devils man. I can't I can't feel old saying it, but it's true. I remember parts of it. Uh, so October twenty third, October twenty fourth, and October twenty fifth. That will be. The spooktacular weekend. Mike Beck, I am very grateful for you coming on to share some information with us. Thank you very much. Thank and you. before I let you go, just a personal question you can share with the crowd. Mike Beck, in your own words, who are you? Oh, jeez. This is the toughest question uh, I is. ask anybody. <laughs> I guess, um, you know, it kind of reflects what I do for the Zoom. I'm a lover of, of the local community, and I, and I just like answer. to be... To be a part of um, kind of the renas- the new renaissance of this city, and uh, that's a, that's a reason why I took the job at the zoo. I, th- I thought that I could make an impact, and I'm I'm very thankful for for people like yourself that are that are stepping up and, oh, well. and making things happen. Ah, um, shucks. Uh, <laughs> so thank you. Well, you can follow the Utica Zoo at Utica Zoo on Twitter. Uh, you you have the Facebook information. So. Uh, it's it's every single one is at Utica Zoo. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and makes then, it uh, easy. Utikazoo.org is the website for some more details there. Do you want to share your personal Twitter in case anyone wants to follow uh, you? No. Well, I guess you could do the Comets Refs. Uh, <laughs> comets at, Refs. At Comets Refs for some uh, Comets craziness. So. Uh, Mike Beck, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with the show in just a moment. Thank you again to Mike Beck. Uh, once again, Spooktacular, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. I used to love the Spooktacular when I was a kid. Not so much Aaron Higgins. No? no. Aaron I Higgins does not like to be spooked. And if there's one thing Aaron Higgins is not like, it's the con- it's like the concept of being spooked. Surprises and things oh, she can't control or like, not. No, not so much my jam. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too into it. We talked about it in the interview. But he's, he was talking about the way the hierarchy of the events go and how Brewfest makes them the most money. Because they're a really? nonprofit organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make most of their money from Brewfest and then Wine in the Wilderness. And Spooktacular is the third. And to me, Spooktacular is always number one. That's the one for me. Spooktacular is always number one for you in nostalgia, probably. But like yeah, with, for sure. With something like Brewfest or Wine in the Wilderness, think of it, there's more adults spending money. Well, I went to Wine in the That's Wilderness. Whereas opposed to Spooktacular, why would you maybe five bucks a kid and then they only come once? You'd like... Yeah, there's yeah, more money on the table for. I Brewfest. might go to Spooktacular this year just to please Sam. Should I mean, should, let's do a live sure. Unicast from. We the should do the, while we're in the Spooktacular. And should, I'm uh, crying. My we gotta, eyes we out. gotta talk to our boys at Three One Five Live. See if we can put that together. Yeah, Periscope the hayride. That'd be and I'm just into sobbing it. in the back. Please <laughs> let me go home. All right. So before we get into uh, our our nonsensical segment of Speaking the week, of spooky, uh, Aaron, you had a news story, a little news and new shoes. Action. I had just a smidge of a news with new shoes because I saw it today, and I, the first thing I thought of was you guys. Uh, All right. Really quickly before we start, I just want to say that I am wearing my NLDS champion Mets T-shirt today. Yes, you are. I am because we are still in the postseason. Sorry. Yes. Sorry about that, Yanks. And. Wow. It's okay. You guys put up a valiant effort. That's fine. I got. I got a whole. I got a whole dresser. I know. I get. You know what happened? You know. This is my like. Th- I actually. I own three now. Uh, uh, you know, NLE's championship T-shirts. I got so excited. I just bought a bunch of them. So I've been wearing them pretty much nonstop for the past couple of days. It's a little overwhelming, but it's a good look for me. So. What are you gonna do with that shirt when they lose? Though? I'm just gonna wear it. Anyway. You're gonna wear it anyway. That's for good. posterity's no. sake. Like, look, we were once all, sort of good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, 1986. This one time, it. we this were better time. than the rotting, decrepit Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the Braves. Okay, so really quickly, my my news story is A and E 
uh, the television channel mm-hmm. on October 26th is putting out a two-hour live event where they are going to bury three people alive. Oh, no. And gets better. Bury them in a box? In a box. In a, like a coffin-sized box. Not put dirt on their face, right? Yeah, in a coffin-sized box, and they're burying them in, in the dirt, whatever. Sure. Uh, I, I assume it's six to eight feet in the ground. Um, I tried to read the particulars. They didn't really give a depth. Uh-huh. So beyond that, there will be infrared cameras and then, like, a video camera and, like, a thing. And they're going to test the limits of these people's fears. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you, like, hey, you know what I'm going to do this weekend for two whole hours? I'm going to be put in a box six feet underground. I just don't think that's an appropriate thing to do. I, just, I, think, the, I think the important way to answer that question, and you're not wrong... How much are these people getting paid to go? Yeah, well, I was yeah. Thinking the same because thing. for yeah. me, like for me, uh, I I, there are many things in the world that I consider myself to be too afraid of. The concept of being buried alive, like if I were laying on my back and couldn't roll to my side or move, that would get real bad real quick for me. That's one of the scariest things I can think. That's of. That's what I think too. I mean, not much. I, I, you know, slasher films don't really do it for me, but that concept yeah. of being in there and being trapped. I think mm-hmm. it's the idea of being trapped. And my concern is, what I want to watch when this whole thing goes down, I will be watching it, uh, and most likely live tweeting, so we'll talk about it as we get closer, (laughs) is that... um, Just do a live Uticast. I'm going to do a live live Uticast tweet from Buried Alive. My concern... I think you should be buried in the Uticast. (laughs) No, can't do it. Nope, not doing it. My concern is that if you were to panic in that moment, how do you, you ha- it's going to take a good 15 minutes to yeah. get you out of the box. 15, like 15, 15 is a great is time. A, 15 is a good, I'm talking 15 mm-hmm. at the absolute fastest. I feel like the move with the, if you're going to do this show is like, you know, for, for advertising purposes, you say they're six feet under realistically. Cause if they're in the One. box, if they're in the box, it doesn't matter if you bury them or not. Like just, as long as you, close the box. you throw them six inches in the game, you're so buried. You're so buried right now. Don't do that job of them. Call yeah, but in case day. you got to pull them, I'm sure that with technology that we have, I'm sure they have some sort of mechanism to get them out ASAP. Because if somebody freaks out and like has a medical episode, like a heart attack or something, that would be like you got to get them yeah. the hell out. I would be very concerned. All right, that's all. That's all I have today. Watch it. Live tweet with the Uticast. I will be live tweeting. And um, we'll be able to talk about it in the future. Yeah, no, fears, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, fears and, and all that sort of stuff. I'm just, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to go on. I'm just thinking about the concept. Like, for me personally, I'm not particularly claustrophobic. Like, I don't, I don't know what the opposite of claustrophobic is where you don't mind being in tight spaces. Nine claustrophobic. But I still feel like, even in that scenario, like, even in that scenario, yeah. exactly. Like, 15 minutes. Well, that's my thing. I, I'm not. And I would go fucking, I'm I'd not, lose it. I'd, I'm, I'm, not not wildly, I'm not really wildly claustrophobic either. But something about the, for me, like if I had just enough space to roll onto my side or around onto my stomach, if I could do one full roll over, exactly, like one full rollover, if I had enough room to roll onto my side, I'd be fine. You could leave me down there for an endurance prize. But if I am on my back and I can't roll up onto my side, it would get bad quick. Here's horrifying. the other part yeah. of it. Here's the other part of the equation. Um, Really quickly, I'd like to tie this into the Uticast. If you have a phobia and you have a fear and you want to talk about it, please send us an email at Uticast. At gmail.com. Yeah, yes. I would actually love to hear about some I would love to hear about now, you know what, guys, now that we're getting closer to Halloween, I feel like the shows need to get a little bit spookier. Yeah. yeah I, you know, we, spook them up. We mentioned a little bit of it in the first segment. And I'm sorry. I, didn't, I just threw it out there, guys. No, no. Like, I, I've tried to not push Halloween too much on the show. It's my least favorite next, holiday. Next week, we'll do more Halloween. It's my least favorite oh, it's holiday. The, it's my most favorite. It's my like, least favorite. I, haven't, I have not, um, really quickly, and I'll say this again next week, but I have not celebrated Halloween since I was in elementary school. Scaredy cat. That's no, I, scaredy it's cat. just not my jam, guys. It's just not my thing. All right, so let's uh, let's save the Halloween for next week. Yeah, but please, please send us your phobias or your fears or how you think you would react in that situation, and we will definitely be able to talk about it next week. Yes. For the uh, Uticast, spoop, Spooticast. Spooticast? That's what are we going to call it? What are we going to call next week's episode? we got a whole week to figure All right. out. Oh, Spooticast. All right, so let's talk about like some... Booty. <laughs> booty. I'll be on that show. Spooticast. It's pretty good. The Spooticast. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about some stuff that happened... In Utica this week, some real quick stuff. Uh, So, let's talk about the new Hartford Cow. Last week. You weren't here for it last week. I love that guy. We played over-under with the new Hartford Cow. No, I listened to the podcast. I know. Uh, So, the day after... I don't want to say the day after we released the podcast, but later in the week, uh, Gawker ran an article, a national article, about... The, the new Hartford Cow. Yeah. It, it, it was on Gawker all day, and I saw people commenting on it. It was very funny. 
And then within like two hours, the cow was captured. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a big deal here. And then it got national news, and then within like a couple hours, it was captured. They hired cowboys. <laughs> Did you get cowboys? Oh, that's what I was going to say. They chased it down with men like, on horses. Yeah, that's and amazing. they were from a different men on horses. Should, if you read the story, they're these guys like, do it. This is what these guys do for job. a living is they chase down They're like, legitimate cows. cowboys. Unbelievable. My brother was there. That just goes to show, no matter how much technology you come up with, sometimes cowboys. it's not like the old way. <laughs> cowboys. In Since the 1850s, there's been no better way to catch a cow than put a man on a horse. They were saying it like in the in the Gawker article they, they talked a lot to like, the police chief Utica yes I saw uh, it I read the article it's a great and article and he's talking about all the reasons they can't catch like well we're not trained to tranquilize this cow which is true which, which is, is 100%, 100% not wrong 100% true because why would we be trained to tranquilize a cow in the middle of the city but that's not the point so they went So <laughs> we don't exactly yourself, live in a gigantic metropolitan area we live around a lot of farm you'd think people would have some sort of training to deal with Livestock that escaped. You would think people would have some sort of fence to keep the livestock <laughs> in. But the fact that they had to go to like my whole life just fell apart. They had to go to Rome Cowboys to come fix this like situation because there's I no other way everything. to stop it. It's very If you well want stable. a live account of this, my brother was there mm-hmm. and will happily come and share with we us. We should have brought live, your brother on the show for the live account of the cowboys <laughs> taking down the animal. Um, it's sad to see him go. Like, I gotta be honest, I it, loved him. It was a fun like, was like thing a to like, ha ha the cow. And it's really sad to see him go. And I loved watching the cow like raising hell in the parkway and stuff. Oh yeah. But realistically, I'm glad it happened like yeah. that instead of there being a car accident or yeah. something horrible. Or like, having to put him down. And it, or like, having, having him just get his brains blown out. It's a sort of hail. And on the other side, of, it, the other side of that thing is if they didn't catch that cow... Not for nothing. The weather is getting exactly. really cold. I thought the same cold. thing. I like if the they had not thing. caught that cow, it would have just froze to death. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Like, know, who knows? Like, like I thought was brought on. Like you know who actually had? Uh, I, I read a lot of articles about it, but about a week before the cow got caught, um, John Pitarisi. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, yeah. but from the OD, he wrote an article, and he does like the hunting and fishing and game and outdoor articles for the OD. And he wrote an article in the OD about how one day he decided to go out and try to actually track this cow. He's like, you know, I've tracked tons of deer. I'm going to track this thing. And that was really informative to me because cows are an afterthought. I drive by, I'm like, hey, look, cows in a field. I don't think about, like, how a cow would live. But he was talking about, like, what this cow is probably doing, where it is, and why it's where it is, and why it behaves. And, like, getting into, like, and it was, that that was the most interesting article I read about the whole thing. Do you know the cow were the first domesticated animals? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I would have gone I straight did. to snakes. I read that in the history book a long time ago. <laughs> Snake. I would have gone with snakes. All right. Uh, so let's move on to something else. Uh, I just want to shout out real quick our good friend of the show, uh, Phil Vano. Mm-hmm. Phil Vano. Uh, Phil Vano from the OD, at OD underscore Vano, had an article this week about my automotive mechanic. Uh, uh, Uncle Russ? Uncle Russ, yeah. Uncle I, Russ. I go good old Uncle Russ. religiously to a Riskini garage tire. Because as anybody should locally, because they are the most honest, yeah, like Caring, comfortable, awful, uh, family oriented. So many adjectives. Yeah, uh, I went there just recently because I thought I had a problem with the car. I didn't. They didn't charge me. They helped me out. They told me what the deal was. They said we're not going to. A lot of car places would have taken my money. It took to say, really, really good. They tr- well, and that's the reason. Like you know, I need to point out. All three of us called him Uncle Russ. He is none of our uncle, but no. people say that about him because he does treat everybody like family. Yeah. So uh, Phil Vano wrote an article about Uncle Russ this week who, uh, in sad news, sold a Riskini garage tire. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not leaving. Uh, oh. But he'll be he'll be there for another couple of years to finish up, but he's basically... He's got to be getting very close for a I was going to say... He's, he's a much older man. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a hot take on this. I just want to say, as the guy who will always go there because they've done such good work with me. It's going to be real sad to see. Well, and especially for you, you're a guy who moved home, hadn't had a car for six or seven years, bought a car, and you're like, I need a mechanic. And overwhelming. I remember when you were having this conversation with friends, overwhelmingly, everybody was like, go see Uncle Russ. Yeah, it was the right way. He's a guy that you've had a relationship with for four or five months, and you feel like family. Yeah, because my car is a piece of junk, and I'm forced (laughs) to be there constantly. And he has not... Totally I just taken hope, advantage. I of hope me. that he sold it to one of his guys who's been yeah. working there for him forever. That's the only hope. The same level of, of service and customer care and stuff like that. It's important to have a good mechanic because you're always going to have a car and they're always going to break at some point. You know Thanks, I mean? Uncle Russ. Um, I don't think we're going to do over unders this week. No. Let's push them back to next week because I got two more points I want to talk about. Okay. 
Uh, Are they exciting? Well, one of them is just an interesting thing I noticed this week on TV. I was watching the NFL yesterday. Uh, Don't worry, it's not about the NFL. Of course, the Giants won. Yes, it is! I noticed a commercial on TV yesterday that McDonald's has finally caved in, and they are now serving breakfast. It started October I've been, I've been saying this for 15 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Serve breakfast. Serve breakfast you all day. Tons of 24-7, 365. Can I tell you, here's my, here's my, my hottest scorching hot take. It's too late. It's too late because Taco Bell rolled up on McDonald's block and makes infinitely better breakfast than them. I can't eat any of it, so I like think, I'm completely. I think it's this almost it's, it's to a certain point. I would say it's too late because McDonald's is really like considered to be like a hellhole of a sewer. Like yeah. nobody wants to go there anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I, it, it's it's one of those things where like when somebody came up with it, they're like, "Oh, good idea." I'm like, "How the hell did nobody in your company, 15 years ago, when you went to being open 24 seven, figure out, hey, it costs us almost no extra money to keep the sausage patties hot next to the quote unquote beef patties we yeah. were put in there." All you really need to do is cook eggs. That's all you need to do. It's pretty much the same thing. When I was little, I used to love the pancakes that came from McDonald's, and I've been chasing that pancake dream ever since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they they came in, like, the styrofoam containers. I had a girl that I used to date who, like, late night, she would always be like, you know, every once in a while, she'd be like, let's go to McDonald's and we should get their pancakes. They were, like, the greatest And we'd get them, and they were disgusting. Uh, When I was little, man, they were the greatest. Of course, when you were little. Well, when you're little, you don't know any better. And do, you think the, do you think it's just nostalgia and like your yes. little kid don't know any yes. better? Yes. Or do you think that 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the food was actually better quality? I don't both. doubt that. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Probably both. Both, both, both happening sure there. there. Yeah. I got to say, I've been to McDonald's breakfast uh, maybe twice in the last month because I work early and I'm not always in the mood to make breakfast for myself. And almost every time I've gone, it's been highly disappointing. Like, really, like, not... In a city I, like uh, ours where there's so many different McDonald's, it's very important to go to the right one. Yeah, yeah that is true. One. That is true. All right, so let's... Uh, before we close out today, I want to try a new segment with you guys. New okay? segment! New segment. This segment is called, until I come up with a better title, Overseen on Twitter. Oh, I love this segment. Overseen on Twitter. I already like this segment. All right, so the idea is I saw a Twitter quote a couple weeks ago that I thought was interesting. So I'm going to share it with you folks, and we're going to debate about this quote, okay? I'm in. And this quote is from an anonymous listener. The quote is, all my friends are whack when they get in a relationship. Okay, real quick, how do we spell whack? Oh. The W-H-A-C-K or W-A-C-K? They mean the same thing. No, no, no. I just want to know. I want W-H-A-C-K. To... Oh, so we're dealing with a high-caliber individual. High-caliber individual, yes. I, I know it. this person personally. Completely irrelevant. What's the the it's not people? completely irrelevant. At this many minutes into this segment, it is highly irrelevant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, we got to go. Okay. Um, That's a... I don't... I don't know. They are. All people are whack when they get in a relationship. Is that the point? Is that a girl or a boy? It's not important. Uh, okay. Here's 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 my question to whoever this Twitter user was. And I don't know who this is, so no, hopefully, we don't know. Hopefully, I don't offend anybody, and if I do, I, I don't care either way. But like, I'm sorry, here's, I'm here's, no, you. But here's here's my real thing about it. Is like all my friends are whack when they get in a relationship. Learn to stand on your own two feet. I understand that if my friends get in a relationship, they're gonna have less time to hang out. They're gonna be around less. They're not gonna be out boozing as much. They're not gonna be hanging. They're not gonna have as much time for poor little old me. But you know what? That's okay because that's the way being a human works. Mm. Be enough to stand on your own two feet. So even if your friends are in relationships, have other friends, have other hobbies, have other things to do. You're an adult. Stand on your own two feet. Wow. I gotta say, um, what I we've already discussed. I have two best girlfriends. You two are my two best guy friends, Thank which you. is perfect for me. So, because you guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So, hey, hey, that was a low blow. So, Kevin's Kevin's gonna be thirty. So, uh, really quickly, I'm on my phone. I'll make a text. I'm going somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, one of them happens to be in a relationship, Sarah Foster, and one of them happens to not be in a relationship, Kate O'Reilly. And so, I get to have my like. I do miss seeing Sarah as often as I did before. But I know that she's happy, so, like, that's good enough for me. You know, that's um, what it comes down to. And I'll always be her best friend, so it's not like I'm salty about it. Here's my only take on this. I don't think that this person is wrong, necessarily. They're not. They're, They're, not. Not. Um, They're 100% not wrong. But I don't know if it's necessarily... How do I put this? It's not good to throw, like, 
to throw friendships away because of relationships, right? Like, if like we've been best friends for a long time. Yes. If you had a girlfriend, right, I wouldn't mm-hmm. assume that you're, you know, in a relationship and ignoring me. I would assume that you're living your lifestyle, right? And it's up to me to do my own There's only so thing. many hours in the day. But I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the key is that all my friends are whack. That should be the end. <laughs> that should be the end of the quote. All my friends are whack. Whether or not they're in a relationship. Yeah, I'm in. Guys, we're over time. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for being here. We missed you so much. I missed my I miss people. Too. And we will be back next week. Guys, pay attention this week. We'll have lots of interesting stuff going on. And get at us, uticast at gmail.com with your Halloween questions. We will see you next week.